Hey everybody, Mark Myrie here. It's the Inner Loop Podcast, and we have our first guest here, like, I think in three years, Paul Guglielmo. Welcome. It's an honor to be here. I can't, I'm your first guest in three years? Well, the last guest we had was uh, Rochester's own and uh, AEW and Ring of Honor's own Dalton Castle. And okay. he was on the podcast, and he kind of scolded us a little bit after the fact because uh, Shane and I were being extremely vulgar, and um, we also broke the news that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, but we were laughing while doing it. And and he's like, "You realize, I my fans are eight years old, right?" <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I'm honored to follow him. You're going downhill. I'll be honest with you, but yeah. Yeah. well, um, well the, the sauce business is generally for eight year olds. We know. You know. <laughs> it's true. Eight-year-olds can't. You know what they can't do? They can't afford a seven-dollar jar of sauce, but they can annoy their parents. Yeah, enough that their parents finally <laughs> just give in. Like I don't know how often you do that, but I end up doing it all the time. I thought I was going to be such a strong father, but right. I am always buying that little kid's love. Man, I have a four-year-old, and I'm just constantly buying his his love. Yeah, um, I didn't think I was going to be that way. I'm buying him toys. He asks me for anything. Even when I try to be tough, I say no. He whines. I finally say yes. I just give in. I'm like, it's not worth it. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I, I, I'm like, I'm not tough at all. I'm kind of like what you're saying with the with the buying them stuff. But what I also notice, it's you know what it is. It's always path of least resistance. Where it's like, yeah. okay, so if they want crap. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. I don't. I mean, I'm so rich. I can, you know, I can spend this. Here's your super soaker. But um, <laughs> what, what it also goes the other way, where if let's say, because I got three of them, let's say somebody's making fun of somebody or hitting another kid. One of my kids is hitting the other kid and yeah. the one comes to me crying about it. I yeah. go, I also go, I don't care. And <laughs> at the least yeah. resistant, I'm not dealing with this type of thing. <laughs> You know what the, the save the lifesaver was uh my kid likes Hot Wheels and they're yeah. like a dollar ninety seven for a Hot Wheel. So I can look like a baller for four bucks. I'd be like, You can get two. Yeah. Oh hell, look at you. You can get two, dude. I got you. you know, and he's like, I can get two, you know. <laughs> so um I, everybody knows you from the sauce, um, the Polly and Pat show, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those that's, are the two really, big ones. <laughs> I mean, that's really what most people who Kimberly and back. <laughs> a lot of that has to do it's a lot of it's a lot of I remember you from Polly and Pat. Polly and Pat show, yeah. On the mix. <laughs> yeah. That's uh well it was I mean it might have been the the absolute shortest run ever. I think four months. I think it was four months. There's definitely yeah. been no, no. I look I, I can't say anything. I can't say too well, I, I I guess I don't care. Um there's definitely a show with Jeremy Newman that was shorter. Oh that's friend. right. I forgot all about <laughs> Come that. on, you got but beat. That one was so short I literally <laughs> forgot about it. I forgot it existed. Oh my god, that's right. Holy cow. <laughs> but do you uh, do you uh, still work at uh, iHeart? I do. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's, I'll be here. I'll be I'll call them. I'm gonna, It's I'll I don't carry. care. It's I, but <laughs> look, they don't they they don't listen to me. <laughs> I don't think they listen to their own station, so to be honest. With you. <laughs> They're not listening to me. They don't care. Um but all right. So, um 
So are you like a millionaire yet? So you have like a million, you have a million dollars. I, I this was, is my basement. Does that answer the question? Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're not watching the video feed, uh, Paulie is in. Yeah, he's like in a sex dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Right yeah. This is where I do all my murdering. My best murdering happens down here. My God, do you hear that loud? Did you hear uh, that? No, no. Oh, okay. Thank God. Never mind. The dryer keeps coming in the basement and the dryer keeps going off. It goes, Bruh. sounds like the end of the freaking third quarter. <laughs> you're good. No. It's okay. Just... <laughs> all right. So, no, anyway, I'm millionaire. No. Million's not cool, Mark. You know what's cool? What? A billion. A billion. Yeah. <laughs> I saw some TikTok kids, like some like 12 year olds on TikTok, and they were just like, Four million? That's not that's chump change. I was like, Four, what the fuck are you talking about? Like it, TikTok is so delusional. Stuff. It's delusional. I've seen very similar stuff. It's like the guy that wins, like my father's gonna be that guy who wins he's gonna win a hundred million dollars one day in the lottery. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna be the guy who bitches, yeah, but the government's taking thirty-three <laughs> percent of it. I'm only gonna end up with sixty, maybe sixty-five million tops. That'll be my dad. Yeah. Him. Yeah. I've seen those TikToks you're talking about where you guys are like, guys are like, oh, you made $4 million last year. Okay. What are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that? I can think of a few things. I'd do a $4 million. Right. Or the people that are like, you got to have, you got to have seven streams of passive income. Yeah. It's like, what are you, a Saudi prince? Where did you, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> seven streams of passive income. Like, you, I, they're, well, they're, I invest, I'm a slumlord here. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it always is. It's always, it always it comes back to freaking real estate. It's always yeah. that they own some, some crap. I don't know. I'll tell you the truth. In all seriousness, in when I started the business and then like a year later, I got sauced into a bunch of stores. And then knowing that I could be sitting here, well, what is it? We're recording this at 845 at night. Knowing that mm-hmm. I can be sitting here talking to you and yeah. somebody could walk into a Wegmans right now and buy a jar of sauce. And in, the- and in theory, I'm making money in that moment, right? Sure. That is, that is, not, that is not a bad feeling. I'm not going to lie. That's a cool feeling. <laughs> That's kind of cool. <laughs> All right. I'm going to let you. I mean, you can say whatever you want about any yep. radio stuff, but I'm going to say this about, and mm-hmm. I'm, I think you got some money from these people, so you're going to be positive on them, I'm sure. But the Grow New York thing. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know 100 yeah. percent. It's like a, it's it's a New York businesses that are agricultural based. International. Right? It's international. OK. It's, yeah. International businesses. 400 applicants. Yeah. yeah. And you got some cash from it. You didn't come in first for it. Like, what did you like pitch an idea or something or pitch the business? Pitch the business. So it's a, it's a okay. startup competition. Yeah. All right. So it's like Shark Tank. And uh, there are 390 applicants. And uh, basically what had happened was the year before I went and every single entrepreneur that got up there, it's like Ted talks. It's like watching Ted. Everyone goes up there and they talk about, you know, the, 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 their cap table after their series a, and now they've got X amount of runway before they launch product B it's all kinds of entrepreneur talk. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was watching, but they all ended up at this roadblock where they talked about manufacturing that they like didn't have, they couldn't find manufacturing. And I remember sitting there th- being really intimidated, thinking they're all a million times smarter than I am. And by the way, they are all a million times smarter than I am. Even mm-hmm. the ones this year that were in the competition with me were smarter than I am, but they all were hung up on that. They couldn't find manufacturing. So I was sitting there the year before watching going like well shit i mean i'm a manufacturer like maybe i get up there and i go hey i'm your, I'm your solution baby <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, so the next year i apply it's one of those things where i don't think there's any chance we're gonna win mm-hmm. we find out that we get selected then they tell you hush for two weeks we're gonna do a whole pr thing 
The day they're about to announce it, 10 a.m., it's going to go public. We're a finalist, right? I get an email at 9 o'clock that says, we are so sorry to inform you. You've not been selected this year. And I go, what the hell? I've told, like, my mom, my wife, like, I've told my family, like, what? There must have been some kind of glitch, right? Yeah. The second that happened, though, oh, I'm going to actually say something. I'm not supposed to say right now. The second yeah. that happened, my phone starts ringing with one of the other finalists who I happen to know. It's just kind of a, a friend. And he goes, he, he goes, did you just get an email saying you're not in? And I was like, yeah, I did. What the fuck? <laughs> he's like, me too. What the fuck? <laughs> so then this we sounds in. like an organization that I would run. So then, like, literally, like, um, I don't know. One minute later, the next email comes. It goes, "Oh, never mind. We're so sorry. That was an <laughs> accident." So I'm like, "God, I'm almost empty. I can't survive this. I'm a fat guy. Like, Kill you. Too this is too much. My heart. I'm on blood pressure medicine." So then, uh, so yeah, so we're in. They assign you this mentor, and it's a big deal. They give you like a budget, like a travel budget. The travel budget is so that you can travel to a magical land called the Finger Lakes of New York oh, hell and, yeah. uh, and look at the grow New York region. So I'm going, well, I'm already here. Right. So do I have to give the budget back? And they were like, no. And I was like, sweet. It's already like won a little bit. That was pretty good. So then it comes time for the competition. And, uh, and, we, and, and so again, it was the whole crux is that everyone's complaining that they don't have manufacturing. And I'm like, well, we're a manufacturer. So that mm-hmm. makes sense. We might slide right into this competition. And I start trying to write the speech. And I'm just sounding like that TED Talk thing. I'm sounding like I'm trying to be an entrepreneur, not just myself. And it's not flowing. And like I get ripped the first couple times I do it, I get ripped apart. First time my business partner hears it, he just looks at me and he's like, what was that? And like the mentor they assigned us was trying to be nice. And he's like, that's one direction we could go in, you know, Mm -hmm. but Maybe we could work on other directions. My wife, I tried to do it for my wife, like on a family walk one night. I got like one minute into it and she was like, start over. And it was just because I was trying to sound smart and Mm -hmm. I'm not right. Like I'm not able to, I'm not, I don't have a big vocabulary. I'm not able to use big words. I I can't think of a big word for big words. Um, So, so, uh, so then I had kind of a breakthrough moment this one day. Uh, before the competition, my wife called me. She says, "My, my the, our son is sick. I need to come home. So I come home from work and I sit in the bed, in the bed with him while he's sleeping. I'm sitting in bed with him and I pull up my laptop and I just start writing it in my own language. And I broke all the rules because they give you a mentor, like I told you, and the mentor gets all the rules. Here's how mm-hmm. to give a presentation. Here's speech giving, you know, a master class in speech giving. And a lot of it is like little things like I'll give you a good example. You're not supposed to draw attention to your slides. You know, you got a slideshow going on behind yeah, you. Yeah, you're yeah, not, yeah. You, you know, the whole idea is they, they say to you, they go, look, they know they're supposed to look at the slides. Don't say, look at the slides. Mm-hmm. They know they're supposed to look at the slides. But I'm going up on the stage and I'm like, hey, look at this slide. You know, like I literally said that. I was like, check, you know, <laughs> check out this slide. This one, this one is really cool because, you know, and that's how I talk. And, uh, and they told me afterwards that I was refreshing. Yeah. And so kind of nice because it it stuck out. It was different than everyone else that they had heard, you know? And uh, I don't know if I felt like we nailed it in the moment. It felt good. But then, you know, we find out we're the biggest loser, meaning, or the first loser. Sorry, I said that wrong. We're the first (laughs) loser, meaning second place. But second place was good for $500,000. Hell yeah. Like to go towards the business, right? Or you you can't just pocket it? Well, I mean, I tried. 
Yeah, I did everything of course, I of course. <laughs> you have a sex dungeon to build. Like I yeah. had a whole trip to Hawaii I had to cancel when <laughs> I found out that wasn't going to work. Uh, no, 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 of course not. No. So they, it, so then they set up. The, uh, so it's set up. So basically, here's the thing. They set you up with some milestones you have to hit. And here were ours. The first one was to uh, essentially sign the agreement with them because they, they do also own 2% of the business now. So Cornell University is now technically an investor in my business, which is mm. cool. That's cool to say. Uh, but anyway, uh, you, the first one is you sign the agreement to give them that. The second thing is hire two people. So create two jobs. And um, we hadn't we at the time we didn't own our building. So it was sign a mortgage. So the second part. And then the third part is begin construction, which we haven't done yet. So uh, to begin construction, to expand the building. And then you get the last part. So they're good about it. They're pretty good about making sure that you're actually using it on business and, you know, not going on vacation. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I, I wanted to bring it up because yeah, the, the people that won were from Australia. This is yeah. grow New York, <laughs> Australia. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. And then I was looking at past years. It was like another winner was from Israel. What the fuck is yeah. happening here, Paulie? Come <laughs> on, man. I mean, listen, <laughs> they, they have an obligation that they have to, they have to spend it here. That's the one thing they do. So, if you're if you are this company from Australia now you got to like do I don't know you got to do something here you got to do whole, money and I and they're a bunch of perverts their whole thing was to make cow fart smell better yeah <laughs> right I mean, was listen, it? Yep. The farts smell terrible. This is, I think it's genius. <laughs> <laughs> I went through it. It was just all about car or cow and sheep farts. I'm like, man, Paul's going to walk here. <laughs> Mark, he, this guy was so classy though. This Australian guy, because it, we came in second, right? Which means yeah. that right until the end, I was dangling thinking maybe there was a chance we we're going to win. And if yeah. you win, you give a speech. Second, you don't get a speech. Second, they're like, get the hell out of here. Yeah. First, you get a speech. So this Australian guy gives a speech, which didn't make it on the little TV program they produced. But, uh, so I, he, I don't know what I would have said. I probably would have been up there and I'd have been like, yeah, and spike the football. And be like, ah. This freaking guy gets up there and he's all classy about like, you know, we were hell, we were hell last year and we didn't win last year. <laughs> uh, and so we've perseverance is the number one. And he goes, and this is for all of you out there who will be here next year to win. Yo, it's your year to win. And meanwhile, I probably would have been up there just like doing a dance and been like, right. suck, ass! <laughs> suck my ass. <laughs> um so what i mean you were on the the we show for a very long time right, right? that's right was yeah. and i know um well, Wee's probably does not know who i am even though i've worked in the, in the same place as him for two years he 100 does not know who i am in any capacity mark but, he may not remember who i am so yeah, I wouldn't sure. <laughs> but <laughs> the dude's like a baller right he's been a baller oh, yeah. for a while what is like the biggest baller move he's ever like he's had to have invited you somewhere, right? So what's the fuck? What's the I'm thing? So glad. Okay, give so me the dirt. I'll give you a tiny one, <laughs> yeah. but then I'll give you one that was crazy that I saw. Um, so one that was a tiny one was just the idea of going anywhere with him. He is a an actual Rochester celebrity, an actual celebrity. Mm. Like the, I, you know how him and Kimberly were always at war. Sure. I actually believe the biggest reason they were at war was because I had been in public a couple of times with Kimberly and nobody gave a shit, right? Like nobody yeah. gave a shit. Wheeze can't walk through a freaking restaurant or the Amherst game without getting pulled a thousand times by somebody. And it was unlike anything I'd ever seen. I mean, honestly, I think probably him and Don Alhart are probably the only two at that status yeah. in Rochester who truly just cannot be in public without 
being bothered. They're legit uh, uh, celebrity status. <laughs> hey, Shane's here. <laughs> Speaking of celebrities, there he is. Which Solid job 25 minutes home? late, baby. Hey, hey nice. uh, Paulie's the new co-host. Sorry, Shane. That's fine. You're, you're that okay? I'll sign off on that. Did we decide that? Is that okay, Shane? I'm sorry. <laughs> Shane, we're, we're getting through. We're going through some of the... Uh, uh, he's going to tell us some Coke stories about Wheeze. Is, oh, uh, sweet. <laughs> I, that's where I was coming from. I was just doing a bunch of lines off of what, wheels. In, in Boca? <laughs> off of <Yeah>. wheels? <laughs> I'll get... <laughs> All right, so Wheeze right. compared to Kimberly is a is a real celebrity. Is, is and and I honestly think that that was why Kimberly like hated him because I was I would go with Kimberly sometimes she would stand alone at the radio table like I think we've all done right. You go to some remote and you stand alone at the next to the win Matchbox Twenty ticket box <laughs> and nobody freaking walks up to you the whole two hours you're there and then you got to talk to the business owner like yeah you know it was, it was for sure I mean it came with some spots late yeah. night <laughs> yeah late night yeah you got to remember Mother's Day is in three weeks so like nobody's <laughs> going out tonight you know like so, so uh we we couldn't the other cu- couple other baller stories though one good one from i'll tell you a good radio one that nobody knows and then but let me tell you the miami one first radio fucking christ <laughs> i came in show, right at the right time i feel <laughs> morning show boot camp we get to the uh the fountain blue hotel in miami for morning show boot camp which by the way uh some of you have worked for what? Room. <laughs> when have you ever seen iHeartMedia be like we're gonna send you to miami for some training like this dude could literally get iHeart to send him to Miami for training. Shane I didn't know I, training existed Shane, in the radio industry. When we were on the zone, Shane and I, I guarantee you they forgot that we were on the payroll and then they saw us and they were like, what the fuck? We gotta fire these assholes. We got sent to an afternoon show work camp once, but no boot camp. <laughs> Well, we get to the Fountain Blue and we go to check in. And of course, iHeart has booked our room, which means we're basically staying in the dungeon basement that I'm in right now. <laughs> no. um, so Weez is like, hey, listen, honey, is there anything you can do to get me an upgrade? Anything at all? And a woman looks at him and she says, I'm sorry. And this is right. This is Miami. And it's one of the slickest hotels in Miami. She's I'm sorry, sir. Uh, we are all sold out for the for the weekend. And he goes, I oh, and he like goes in his wallet and he pulls and he goes, oh, hey, hold on a second, honey. And he pulls out this thick, thick, still like shiny silver card that says Marriott on it. And he puts it down. He goes, honey, does this change anything? My wife tells me I need to pull this out more. Often. She looks at this fucking card and she goes, oh, yes, sir. That yes, absolutely, sir. That that does change things. Damn. And he ended up in a balcony ocean view balcony suite. Jesus Christ. Without spending a penny. He just had this silver like card. (laughs) The radio one, though, which might be better is I saw him do something that not a single human being alive could do without getting fired. Well, the day that Kimberly and Beck were announced to be on Radio 95, I don't think I've ever told this story. Uh, The day they were announced to be on Radio 95. You just check to see if Kimberly was behind you. (laughs) Did you you hear that when that goes out? Buzzer? Oh, <laughs> Polly, she is. You are way too dark for her to hang out with you, man. <laughs> that would be incredible. The, the only person on this show she'll hang out with is Shane. Okay, <laughs> you're the only white enough person. Well, two blondes working in real estate, you know, it's, it's tough you for us Kim. out here. The the okay, so this is again. Let's. I'm sorry to do this to you, but yeah. I heart I heart. This is I heart's decision, right? They decide they hire Kimberly and Beck. They announce it by showing up around nine thirty in the morning. 
live on the air during the Wee's show with Kimberly Beck. And do you guys remember Raph, the, the top 40 DJ? Yeah, Raph yeah, yeah. So they show up with Kimberly Beck and Raph. Just walk into the room. Three people who have never been in this building before. None of us have any idea they work here. We are live on the radio. And our boss and our boss's boss both walk into the room with Kimberly Beck and Raph. And basically say, surprise, you know, go on the air. You'll bring him on the air. And and Weez, to be honest, he's a professional. He puts him on the air. He talks to him. Oh, I can't believe this. I couldn't believe this is happening. I can't believe it, right? So we do this 15, 20 minutes on the air with Kimberly and Beck. Oh, so the announcement is Kimberly and Beck are here. By the way, side Pauly story, if I could. During that time, he points at Raph and he goes, you're the producer? And Raph goes, no, I'm here to do Afternoons on Kiss. Guess who was doing Afternoons on Kiss? Up until that exact oh, moment. Was it you? Me. <laughs> this is how I found out I was fired from Afternoons on Kiss. I found out live on the radio when Raph announced it. It's nice. the most radio story ever. Yes. yes. So the show ends and, and you know, now there's a meeting because this is big news. It's a big deal. Kimberly and Beck. Well, at least the they did the meeting. So we're going to do a meeting yeah. now right after, after the fact. And, and at the time, our boss was this guy named Dave LaFroy, who was a great guy, but we go up there as soon as the door shuts and it's all of us from the Weez show and Dave LaFroy and, and I think the big boss Morgan too. And, uh, and Weez just starts going, you motherfuckers, you motherfuckers, you fucked me. You fuck, you know, and he's just like going off on, on the, our bosses. And if I did that, leave immediately. If you did that, Mark, leave immediately. You're done. Yeah. Get your stuff and leave. You know what they did? They sat there like they were scared and apologized to him. Oh, damn. <laughs> to be fair, they should have, right? <laughs> That's true. That's true. So <laughs> why was he, I guess, why why was he mad? He was, he was, uh, he was, what he, the word he kept using was he was uh, sabotage, uh, sabotage, not sabotage. What's it called? Like when, when some, just spring something on you out of nowhere, he was, uh, Ah, there was a word, like a military the, word. For so him. he was just like, he just felt like he was blindsided that they came on the air. Or was yes, he like, yeah, was like, he like, oh shit, the, are these, you know, these no. white white hooligans going to take over? <laughs> no, he had this whole thing where like, I mean, they were at war, you know, they were the morning show on the buzz. We were the morning show on Radio 95.1 and like, it was a radio war. Apparently their listeners hated us. Our listeners hated them. It was like, we're all going to meet in a field and fight one day. And then all of a sudden here they are, you know, it'll be so much better if radio wars actually did that. You know? (laughs) Well, I mean, when I, um, when the Earl David Reed show got canceled, John DeTulio kicked the shit out of me. And, um, yeah, yeah, and Bob Morgan shook his hand. He's like, good job. Honestly, that was the, that was the best summer soiree I've ever been to. <laughs> that was the main event, just kicking the shit out of Mark, <laughs> beating me senseless. What was that like? Am I allowed to ask you what that was like? How how was that news broken? Oh, extremely uncomfortable because I didn't get fired. I just got yeah kicked off the show, but everybody else got fired. So I'm just like. Like people, people are crying and I'm just like, yo, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to tell wow. you guys. Earl cried? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Earl was like in Pennsylvania when it happened. Yeah. Well, he did he couldn't he couldn't uh couldn't show up for the firing. I actually I wouldn't show up for my firing. Yeah, they're well. like, hey, hey, drive four hours so we can fire you. Yeah, so, no, actually. Can I ask a wheeze question? Anything, yeah, yeah. Okay. So this might have been the worst piece of radio advice I ever got, and I don't know if it's true. So like when I was first starting off, right, and this probably would have changed my whole radio trajectory. I might, I might even still have a job, but like 
I was looking at places to intern and I talked to somebody that was working in the industry and they were like, don't try to intern with Wheeze because he only hires female interns that are really attractive. And that's it. But I was like, I knew from Opie and Anthony, right, that Opie was like a, a Wheeze zealot, right? He started yeah. out that way. I was like, oh, I'll just follow that trajectory. And they were like, no, he only hires with people with bigger tits than yours, sucker. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll go to the zone and ruin my entire <laughs> life. You had that's that a- good years. That's actually how I got hired. It was the size of my tits that got yeah, me hired. Look at go. Okay, so it is true then. Uh, no, no, uh, you know what? No, we had we had male interns. Honestly, we did. We had female. We what had good looking. We had good looking female interns, no doubt. We also had male interns. All right, I got bad advice right off the bat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's you know that's where it all went wrong. Yeah, know? that right I'm there. I'm that. That was the moment for sure. Um, uh, Polly, the interns it, it, didn't get to do anything great though i'll be honest with you the interns mostly were in charge of getting coffee it wasn't cool you know oh man i shane i remember there was this one i don't know if i ever told you this shane but like uh when we were doing the show together on the zone um there was a point where like you were you're very upset by the amount you were getting paid i mean that was (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was getting paid less than minimum wage (laughs) for a very long time <laughs> and i got approached this was even before covid so it was before you were close to getting let go i um i got approached by um by our gm at the time and was asked if um we should we should poach this guy from iheart i forgot who it was to produce our show and f- grab phones for our show and i went to him i was like Maybe we should pay Shade more first <laughs> before we like Shade's asking for like just like two dollars more, and we bring a guy in. <laughs> so here, here, Polly, here's my embarrassing um, sprung on radio moment. Right, is the our GM walks in and he's like, uh, you know, oh Mark, you're getting you're getting a raise or something like that, and he's like, oh Shane, uh, good news for you. New York State is increasing the minimum wage, so I guess <laughs> you're technically getting a raise as well. Wow! Thanks, sir. <laughs> Fuck. Let me. Let me. S- s- can I lick your ass right now in front of Mark? What a hero! Insane. Oh my. God. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Made you the person you are today, though. That's or- awful. <laughs> yeah. I listen. I I feel I feel your pain though. I remember uh, at iHeart. I remember when Bill Moran got hired. That mm-hmm. it was um it was a hiring freeze, and I had like two weeks prior to that been told we just do not have any resources right now for anything in payroll. And then two yeah. weeks later, we we've just hired Bill. <laughs> Same thing happened. I think when we hired Pete Kennedy, where it was like. <laughs> It was like hiring freeze. The company cannot afford to hire anyone. We've hired Pete Kennedy. Back to the hiring freeze. (laughs) I really thought like for a long time, because I was like, oh, I guess everybody else was not making any any sort of living wage at all at this place. I was very much incorrect, but it only hit me that my situation was really messed up when I realized like, oh, the HR lady that was working here goes out of her way to be nice to me because she just knows how little <laughs> they're paying me. Like she would go to bat for me for things a lot. And it was just like, oh, it's because she knows like I'm slave labor and they, they're trying to keep me around. There, there was one dude that worked there that was uh, it was um, 
so bad off that people were leaving him food at his office door like uh, he's a raccoon or something but it was like i I got offered a lot of leftovers as well mark i don't want (laughs) to i don't want to brag i got offered people's when they lost weight there i was their go-to guy do you want my fat clothes (laughs) i actually do i really do i need them i need a blanket i can't afford a blanket yeah they would do the thing where they try to give you restaurant gift gift cards and tell you that was oh yeah We'll that try was, and get you one a month. We'll try and get you one a month for the whole year in lieu of a race. That was our that was our bonuses. Yeah, <laughs> out, of, out of the prize closet, fifty bucks to Murphy's Law. Dude, honestly, I talked to a lot of guys that we worked with, and they were like, "The golden age of working at the Zone was when we had McDonald's." as a commercial sponsor and oh, they were yeah, the giving free... us like free big macs everybody's like those are the those were the salad years baby. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah. we were we were on easy street i was choking out big macs every day <laughs> like it's so sad Polly, how how tough is the sauce business is there like is it like cutthroat are there people coming after you type of thing well, I mean, there's, you know, it's, it's America capitalism, so there's always competition for sure. But the majority of what I do is actually co-packing. So Googliamo's, the brand Googliamo's is only a small percent. It's, I would say at this point, I am my own, like, 10th biggest customer, maybe. Uh, but we do co-packing, which means we make sauce for other people. So if you got, you know, Mara's barbecue sauce, we can make we can make your stuff for you. That's, mm-hmm. like, what pays the bills is the co-pack and private labeling, too. Uh, stuff like that. It's are you, tough. Are I mean, you in the same uh, same building we checked out before? Oh, but we had changed. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. That's the same building. Yeah, and we're expanding on it now too. We're adding. Uh, we don't know for sure yet, but we're probably going to add about four thousand square feet to it. Damn. Yeah. Oh, you should yeah. build a skate park in there. It could be. If we go out of business, <laughs> it'll make a great skate park. It really will. This is a big empty warehouse. I'm going to give you some business advice for the sauce for your sauce, okay. your brand sauce, because like, okay. look. Yeah, you and I, uh, you know, we are uh, we're we're of the Roman people where Shane's a big old honky here. And this is what you need. Like, look, I'm not buying that that 99 cent, you know, tomato paste that they got at Wegmans. I'm I need if I'm going to do a jarred sauce, I got to at least spend five or six bucks on it or I feel like I'm getting trash. It doesn't matter what you put in there. It could be awful sauce. (laughs) <laughs> but five or six bucks, I need to like that's that's how much I like I need to spend that much. You need to get into that crappy sauce business for people like Shane, the 99 cent sauce business, you know, for the for the what are, what race are you, Shane? German? I don't know. <laughs> I'm all of the worst ones. <laughs> all the ones that were a problem for a while. Yeah, if they had an atrocity, it's in my blood. <laughs> yeah, you, you really need like the plastic. That's where you need to get <laughs> to. The plastic. <laughs> yeah, we've done we've done some. We had a we had a sauce we did that was selling three for five dollars at one point. You know, it wasn't uh, my, it wasn't Googliamo's. It was a brand in Pennsylvania that we were producing for. But we've done some sauces that were. Uh, how can I say this? Hold on a second. I got to figure. Right. They were, uh, uh, more, more for the value-minded customer. <laughs> don't don't say honky sauce, please, ever again. <clears throat> I told you that in secrecy that that's what me and my wife, wife yeah. refer to as making love. Um, oh, making, oh. Yeah. making honky sauce. Yeah. <laughs> no, good for you, Polly. Eh, it's just dumb days. Shane, before you were here, he said he said he's a millionaire now. Before you were on the got on the podcast, he said he's a millionaire. And and just to give you an idea of where I'm at, I saw that you 
posted a job looking for a canner, and I really thought about applying. So. <laughs> Why didn't you? Why did I still need, I need people? How are you with quality assurance? You want to do some QA? You good in the lab? I, my, I think a little too much honky sauce might sneak into the product. So, What are you doing? He says you have seven jobs. What are you doing these days? Uh, I was just, I came from our big kickoff meeting. I'm doing wedding DJing still. Oh, been doing yeah. that for a long time. I uh, I got Mark's brother a house today. Hell yeah, real, congratulations. Real That's huge. You made a lot of money. You made more money probably than me and Mark today. You sold a house today. <laughs> Honestly, probably not. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, What's your, really, what, what was your commission on that house? Uh, I don't even know. I'm so bad at money. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> uh, so it's like 3%, right? goes to the buyer's side, but then... The brokerage takes a piece, the team takes a piece, and then I get minimum wage. I think is <laughs> what I yeah. I think that's what I get. Um, yeah, doing I do graphics. Uh, I'm the graphic designer for the Rochester Gay Men's Chorus. Nice. Come on. nice. Wait, can, nice. can I say some positive things about Shane? If I if I can, Shane, because I just got a little bit of a look of the Interloop blog that Shane's been running oh, for yeah. half a decade now. That yeah. too. Can I say like just being on this this hearing people and have conversations in at radio stations about what they find important and especially on the digital side of things shades blog and social media blows those numbers out of the freaking water like shade you are like on a freaking gold mine and nope i promise you nobody's going to give you the time of day ever on it because it wasn't their idea but i'm just telling you your numbers that you get on that thing on one post if anybody in rochester radio ever made a blog or a post that got half those numbers they would be blowing them for two months mm-hmm. in every single meeting and you get one on every that. single post all right you are like you are on money and nobody's gonna ever let you make any money on it well yeah, so we gotta figure out how to monetize interloop blog what's happening here if you're getting that many clicks we gotta monetize i dude I, the problem is, like, I can't get Facebook or Instagram to pay us with ads because we have done so much problematic shit in the past. <laughs> yeah. Um, businesses don't want to work with us because we openly attack businesses. <laughs> so it's, 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 a, it's a tough sell. Right. See, it's it's almost like blackmail where it's like, hey, Bill Grades, if you uh if you want to give the interloop a little bit of cashish, we won't talk you about would- how you're not the world's fucking greatest cheeseburger, you lying sacks of shit. So it's you a little tough. You you, uh, you you did one of me one time as Tony Soprano. Yeah. And I posted it, I thought it was great. I loved it, and I got a call pretty quickly after that from a client who was like, you can't take that down. Dude, that was, I was honestly, that was honestly one of my favorite beats I think I've ever done. Was, dude, because you're in every goddamn farm stand I go to. I'm like, I'm buying like a cucumber that still has dirt on it, and I'm looking over and like, there's fucking googly on with sauce. Over, like, it's the most polished looking, you know, marketing piece that they have in this like shack that's like run by a 12 year old girl. And it's like, God, this, he's everywhere. This dude, he's got to be choking out these people. Hold like, on. Back, back to Interloop, though. Hold on. What about yeah. events? What about events? Comedy shows? Oh, you do have one, Shane. Yeah. yeah. Why we're, I'm at Rock Cinema every single Friday night doing that. You know, it's tough. We, I'd like to do more, but I've got a family, and um, they hate me. So I, I would you say... Do an event, oh, God, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, after Shane and I got fired and not on the radio anymore... I would say the most lucrative thing that we've done, because we have like the Patreon and stuff that that gives us some money. 
is events. Mm-hmm. We were able to yeah. sell out comedy shows. Shane does really great at rock cinema. Every time I've gone to it, it's pretty packed. So those are the ways that we've made money with this stuff. At least I, I have. Well, yeah. what we got to do is we got to get an inner loop sauce. It's called make honky, a deal. honky sauce. <laughs> I feel like it should be like green for some reason. It's really slime. <laughs> uh, how much yeah. money have you made should... that you, uh, is this Zoom really going to end in two minutes and 15 seconds? Or, yeah, we uh... can, I could send you a new link. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. If you want to keep on chatting with us. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're broke, man. Sorry, <laughs> I got to go to bed. But, but what about, hold on a second though. So when you do a comedy show, people buy tickets, right? Yeah. Yeah. For the so most that- part, we do, we do, oh, so the way we do it, the interloop shows, right? The first yeah. part of the month is all open mics on Fridays. That's where people come and they vote for the best comics. We take two from each of those and the showcase show is the last Friday of the month. But then when me and Mark do shows, right? That's all. Yeah. It's all ticketed. Yeah. I, to me, it seems like there's probably ways to like offshoot that, right? Like a comedy festival or an event or something like that. Um, and not we, event, like a, what am I trying to say? Like a market event? I'm trying to think like where vendors come in and set up tables yeah. or something like that. Seems like that might be. I mean, if you're able to sell tickets, that's hot. That's a, no, that's yeah. A, I really, I really tech. do want to do uh, like a Rochester comedy festival because every shitty city has one, and you just get comics from all over the place to pay you submission fee, and then you just Pocket. apparently <laughs> you don't put them on your show. That's what <laughs> it's all a scam. Um, yeah, no, that would be good. I'm into that idea. That's great. I mean, that's great. I'd help you with that if you ever wanted to do that. That would be so much fun. Well, hey, you I guess that we're, we're a little gun shy, I think, about it, because when Mark and I pitched it to before when we were on the radio, it just turned into Play the Palooza somehow. Oh, so yeah. A garbage plate <laughs> oh, festival. Was that originally like supposed to be your thing and it turned into Play the Palooza? Sort of. Uh, we had pitched it like a year before. And they were like, "We there's no way we can figure out the logistics of putting a smaller portion." And, and then Dino K, and then Dino he just, he pitched it. it. He had a great name, and that was it. it was like <laughs> and he got all the credit. It was like, "Yeah, fuck you." Love yeah. it. All right, well, we gotta we gotta go. We're gonna go at the Patreon side of the episode. Patreon.com/slash the the Interlude Podcast. It's only four bucks a month. You get extra podcasts, early podcasts. Paulie, thanks for uh, chatting with us, man. This was an honor. Thank you, guys. If you ever do want to do an event or something, I'd love to help on the back end somehow. I would love to. Yeah, let's do it. I'd love to give you my back end. (laughs) Thank you, fellas.